Welcome to the Shorenstein Center, and uh, we're, I'm Joel Ingardio. I'm a mid-career student here at the Kennedy School, and we're talking about what is mobile, what is, what can you really do with a cell phone, and uh, we have Jed Elpert here who's going to really give us a good uh, demonstration of all the possibilities. Just a little background, uh, Jed is the president and CEO of Mobile Commons. Uh, his firm creates mobile wireless marketing strategies for advocacy organizations, political campaigns, as well as corporations, products, and services. He's overseeing mobile strategies for some of the biggest brands and entertainers, including Visa International, Pepsi, Britney Spears, and Justin Timberlake. His political client list um, includes groups like the ACLU, SEIU, NARAL, and others. And welcome to Jed. Thank you. So Mobile Commons is a, uh, a software service uh, web-based platform that is that combines uh, mobile web, voice, and text messaging into a CRM system. And I, I don't know, are people generally familiar with what a CRM system is or a database, which is just a very uh, robust database that stores many kinds of data on individuals and originally stood for customer relation management, but now it's just sort of shorthand acronym for robust database about individuals. Uh, so Salesforce is a, is a, a, a CRM and you know, uh, um, Oracle is a CRM system. <coughs> um, but as things have kind of moved in onto the web and their host, you have hosted platforms, be, complicated databases have become much more accessible to uh, organizations with uh, fewer resources. So the kinds of things that you used to have to hire McKinsey to help you with, or you know, one of these other huge companies install enormous software, is now really available to lots and lots and lots of different kinds of organizations, and increasingly government as well. Um, and uh, you know, the, the 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 question of what is mobile is. Uh, interesting because mobile is really anything you can do on a mobile phone, but it's primarily what people actually do on a mobile phone. And when you, uh, and I'll go through some some numbers, but the, the but as I'm starting, and the way, what I've done is I've, I've set up a bunch of use cases of how people are using mobile in civic engagement, for example, activism, political organizing, that kind of thing, and, um, and then uh, uh, some government uses Pretty much, I focused on healthcare, but there are a number of other government people would use our technology, ranging from FEMA to the Department of Education or something like that. And but the use, you know, the great thing about mobile is it's either voice, text, or mobile web. It's all pretty much the same thing. No matter who's using it, you you whether it's Walmart or uh, uh, you know the California Department of Public Health, you have really the same resources available to you. Um, so just to so stop me and ask questions along the way, and um, if these use cases are relevant or what you want to talk about, we have uh, a, a lot of other ones. Um, but I, I, I saw this the other day, and we sort of knew it, but the, in addition to everything about mobile, it is about to be the number one way that people access the internet in the world and you know, in, in, in the United States. And to the extent there was a division between the United States and the rest of the world in slowness of mobile, that's changed. You know that the, the U.S. is where pretty much the rest of the world is, um, and, and uh, typically was measured against Europe, but uh, uh, in the way in the, the dependence on mobile, particularly because uh, we have a pretty significant uh, part of our population which is underserved by the internet. As many as thirty percent of people in the United States don't have reliable access to high-speed networks or, uh, or or desktop or email or anything like that. So for the, those populations, mobile is really their entry point into any kind of digital universe. Um, I did not make these slides, and I really don't like slides like this. But what they're saying is that um, there's a lot of mobile devices, and they're growing fast, and they grow fast. And I don't, like, relationship kind of charts like this confuse me a lot. But the... Uh, that, that uh, you know, the, the, it's, it's just outstripped, the speed is outstripping. Sorry. Uh, um, how are you going to do questions? Can you just like... Yeah, yeah. 
So for, for the 30% that's underserved in the U.S., why, why would they be better served by mobile? Don't you think that the infrastructure would be equally as bad for them for mobile as for them? Well, mo uh, it, 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 the, the reality is mobile penetration pretty much covers that digital divide. But it's for better or for worse. I don't think it's good. I don't think it's a good solution. I'm just saying it's a, it's a, a fact now. There but should it be, be like a 3G or 4G. Or no, no, it's, a, it's an, a wholly inadequate solution, but it is what's available. You know, so the if you're if you're looking to reach people in connection with their healthcare, reach people in connection with other kinds of services, that's what you're left with. The ideal situation is that people would be well served by uh, a, a, a robust and democratic internet. I think, um, but that it's just not the case, and it's going to be a while till that's the case, probably. Um, and when you look at mobile penetration, who owns mobile phones? It, 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 is, it does have, an, which I'll get to in a second, it does have almost a complete cover of the digital divide. The, uh, just to, to be, again, to put mobile into perspective, I mean, that's, that's pretty much everyone who's over 13. And uh, uh, now 97% of phones are text-enabled, meaning, and, but that's not really the relevant question. The, question. the relevant question is, who do, just because they're enabled doesn't mean people use it, but people do use it about 75% of People do use text regularly, um, and that's growing very, very quickly. Um, to, and in the U.S., six billion text messages sent a day. Um, most of them are obviously interpersonal text messaging, but it, it's far and away the number one way that people in the United States and also pretty much in the rest of the world um, communicate. And uh, uh, and you know, just to it, it, to put that. Again, in perspective, I did put the wrong slide in here, but you know, there's a, you, you'll see a you'll see statistics ranging from 95% to 99% of text messages are viewed, um, and then the corollary or the follow-on uh, piece of information is that about 85% of them are viewed in about 10 minutes. So when you look at that compared to email, that you where you might try, try and communicate with someone by email. There's a, between a 10 and 20% open rate for sort of organizational email to people. And that open rate is over like a 36 to 48 hour horizon. So it's just a very different kind of, uh, of thing. Um, and nothing I'm suggesting with saying, oh, get rid of email, don't use email, don't use door to door. It's just that the, these things all work together as forms of communication. And uh, it's particularly, um, it can be particularly effective uh, a, a way to get people to respond. The, uh, just the, in, in terms of response rates, if you have a URL in an ad, or if you have a text message call to action in an ad, or if you have a telephone number in an ad, people are about 5%, five times more likely to, uh, to respond to a, I mean, just test after test after test reveals this, to a text message call to action. So it's a very, very good way and I'll give you some real civic engagement examples of that to make uh, 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 me media interactive and to get people to engage with all different kinds of media. Um, as I said before, uh, it, it pretty much covers people, not again, not adequately. Sorry. Yes, when you say more likely to respond, do you mean a response that's like a reply text message or do you mean like a real world action? Well, a, 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 I mean something in the middle, which okay. is a completed transaction, a real-world action, like what will someone do? There's other data on that, which I'll, I'll come up to now. But in these cases, filling out an application, not just responding once, but an intended result. Uh, um, I think when you measure it to real-world action, that number, I don't know how to make those numbers analogous, but I, I think you can get even a better result based on what we know now. And then just to, because there's always a lot of like, what does mobile do, what is it? Apps are fantastic, and they, but they are highly specific. And it's not, at some point everyone will have an app supported um, phone, you know, maybe in 10 years or something as, 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 the, as it gets replenished and they go down in price. But still, it doesn't mean people will be using apps. Apps are not a tool really of engagement. You have to have already been engaged to do that. and. Uh, what the, you know, so the, when you think about it, the most successful app ever previously was a much more funny app than it is now. The most successful iPhone app ever is Facebook, but uh, or uh, just generally app is Facebook. 
it used to be, I used to be able to say that it was an epi, which was true, it didn't have to make fart noises, which was funnier. But the, um, but the, 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 it still has a very, so when you're thinking about what to invest in, what to do, and people who have smartphones, text, use the mobile web, and voice, even more than people who don't have smartphones, which are strangely known as feature phones and not dumb phones. Yes, good question. Uh, you said five times more likely. What's the baseline response rate? Well, the ba it's, there's no baseline. Do you do A-B testing? Because different calls to action have different uh, uh, response rates. It's somewhere between zero and a lot. But you would, so you have to compare the two calls to action to head to head. You wouldn't say that there's a baseline response rate. Just because, it, you know, if you're like trying to get so yeah, I mean, five the, times more likely than if you're giving the URL. Yeah, five times more likely against another, any other mechanism of, of call to action. URL, voice, yeah. certainly, I, we've never tested it against writing in a postcard, but I, I think make assumptions. Okay. But, the, the, uh, but when, when tested against a URL or a, a call in number. What, um, the six billion text messages, how does that look versus um, email and perhaps you have versus just regular email versus email like in phones? Well, so we don't know how to measure email and phones, but they but they do get a, I mean, when someone has an email delivered to a phone, you do get much lower, slower open rates, correlated open rates for emails that are delivered to phones. Um, but I forgot the other part of your question, sorry. Um, no, that, that was it. Yeah, so it, it is, and I think, I think when you measure, typically when someone measures their own behavior with a phone that gets email, they do respond more quickly to text messaging than they do to email on their phone, and they think of it differently. I think, you know, the, and, uh, and but it is, we haven't, we have not done all of the testing that, that, that would, um, that would sort of figure that out. Okay. Um, so, you know, that's, uh, that's what I said before. And I just included sources, so you, you know, hopefully um, so, but the, so what's, what, what gets really interesting about mobile is when it's really used to reach, very hard to reach people, to organize them in a way, or help organize them in a way that engages and creates bigger groups. So we've been working for about a year with Reform Immigration for America. Reform Immigration for America, which is part of Center for Community Change, one of the great activism organizations and political engagement organizations in the United States. And what their mission is overall is to engage people in the political process who normally would stand outside of the political process or were really underserved by, uh, by the mechanisms to participate politically. And uh, so they view... They view mobile, but what I really, to back up for a second, which is what I, what I really like about them and what I think is a very important kind of takeaway from this is they're not technologists, they're community organizers. So if they don't like, they will only use technology in service of, not in service of some technology objective or some tech fetishistic you know, desire to get a lot of Facebook friends or whatever it is. They use it in service of rallies, getting people to make phone calls, getting people to go to events, getting people to go to, to, to vote, and, uh, and, and creating that kind of engagement, getting people together so you get the, you know, the real power of a political movement. So, but they, they had a hard time really building the list and organizing people. So they, they slowly began to use uh, uh, mobile because their constituents had mobile phones, the people they were reaching out to had mobile phones, and they had media, and they treated you everything, t-shirts, clipboards, you know, signs, all of this, and if you text justice to 69866, or justicia to, I don't know how to say 69866 in Spanish, but the, uh, to that you'll, you'll, you'll be engaged in a conversation which will then begin to collect information. So it would look like that. You would, someone would text justice to, also it would work for 30644. Um, and then you get back that text message, thanks for joining, fight the immigration, um, for immigration reform, text back your zip code and email, if you had that or that's what they were trying to get. If someone does the first thing, text justice, there's about an 85 or 90% chance they'll do the second thing. And that is, that, now it's really hard to get someone to do the first thing, right? You have to really engage them. 
But once you've got them, you've really got them. And that's, um, that's incredible. It's nothing about our platform. It's just something about the, the medium. Yeah. yeah, and do you see that groups like this one and others like it see then the medium of mobile as an entryway to get these people in? So, okay, now great, I've got their email address, and now I'm going to sort of switch and continue to use email, ad sort of email well, addresses? Or do they plan on continuing to, to engage mobile in these type of campaigns? So the, the two-part answer to that. One is the good groups view it as part of their media mix. And... The, and, and that it doesn't replace, but it doesn't, uh, 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 but, but you, don't, you don't give it back. Because there are things about mobile that they learn as a group in their organization, if they're smart, that, they get, that, that works better for certain kinds of things, like generating phone calls or uh, you know, other kinds of things like that, that work way better than email. There's some things for which email, there's no substitute. There's some things for which direct mail. There's no substitute. Secondly, and this is largely true of this group, although so this is, so it's not a great example. Is you know with a lot of people who don't have internet access. So <clears> then they then they, they they they've done a lot with the mobile web, and that would be you might be sending people links to mobile websites that are optimized to uh, to provide people with that kind of information. And that's by the way, I just say that's a benefit of CRM. You know what works. You know what doesn't work. Yeah. We have about 85% success on this. About 85% is there's some number of those who then take a form of action with, with either like the next petition they send out or the next yeah. or the next rally. And it's it's it's, it's more con that the answer to that is there's a the it's rates are all good, but action. it varies based on action. And particularly, Center for Community Change is about to publish about a 200-page analysis of what they've done with us. And we've done some stuff with other organizations called the Mobile Benchmarking Study, where you begin to get you, you begin to get some 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 uh, some rates. And it, you know, it's interesting. I mean, they, I mean, they've done it down to where in the radio commercial should the ad go? What time of day should you should you do the call to action? Because these are all the kinds of things. And I'm just going to bring up one example, which I'm not sure if I have it here later. Humane Society did a very cool thing. You know, some organizations are very smart about data and CRM. And uh, Humane Society did something where they took huge organization. Um, they took, I think, 50,000 people who were randomized and identical for all relevant respects from their database. All of them were full you know, database members of, of Humane Society. And they had all joined the mobile list to get mobile messaging. 25,000 got a very typical email from the Humane Society, which was, give us money. The other 25,000 got the exact same email. But then about 15 or 20 minutes later, they got a text message saying, hey, go to your email. You have a very important message from the Humane Society. It wasn't click through to here. It was just go, go to your desktop or however you read your email. And the group that got the text message, and these results are repeated over and over, with pretty much the same result, got a 77% lift in not open rate, but donation rate. So for uh, people who subsequently went to donate. Now admittedly, that's like from 0.75 to 1.25, but if you've ever worked in the donation world, that's an enormous lift. Um, so here is, I know um, sort of community organizing and civic engagement is, 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 is relevant here. So here's, here's what they did. They first used the segmented list that they got to generate hundreds of thousands of calls to targeted Congress people. And I'll show you how it works in a second, but basically you would get a text message saying reply call to be connected to your congressperson or senator or whoever. And uh, you would then get a call back and it would say, hey, in whatever is the appropriate language, you're about to be connected to uh, your, you know, uh, uh, Congressman Frank and uh, tell him or, or to vote this particular way in this bill or thank him for voting this way in this bill or tell him to go, you know, go to hell for voting this way in the bill. And, you know, a throttled and targeted over time to where it has real impact in the way that email doesn't have any kind of impact there, where people, in a way that's more cost-effective than you could do it, but it's not this kind of slacker advocacy. These are people who've opted in, who've said they want to participate. When we first started doing this with them, we were getting response rates of over 100%, which is, is, is a surprising. Well, because what happens is people are passing along the number to other people. 
and the uh, and 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 again, well, it takes a little while to figure that out. And you know, we love to. So, how do you think the system might be broken? Yeah, that our reporting was, or that I didn't fully understand percentages. But the uh, but it, but in, but because see, when you got very enthusiastic engagement, and it was used right. Then they did something that was just flat out amazing. And then again, this this is community organized. This is not our ideas. This is community organized, just saying, hey, here's what we have at our disposal. Let's try something. They took the 10% most active people on the list. Segment, I, I don't know how they defined active, but they, you know, they had something that seemed reasonable to them at the time. And that was about 2,000 people. No, they, they, took, more, they, took, more, they, they, they took about 10,000 people, from the top most active people on the list. And they, but they made sure they were geographically diverse and linguistically diverse and sent them a text message saying, hey, do you want to throw a house party for your neighbors on reforming immigration in America um, to get them involved around a, you know, not the greatest event in the world, a conference call from Congressman Gutierrez about, you know, what we're, what we're proceeding on. And in two, this was a, the Thursday, yeah, the Thursday before last Thanksgiving. By the weekend, 1,500 people had affirmatively said yes and were engaged on how to do it. They then sent to the entire list, which at the time was about 175,000 people, saying, text back your zip code and we'll connect you to the correct party and you can, you can be RSVP to the party. By that Tuesday, they had 75,000 people attending 1,500 house parties. And that's like, that's a real world thing, right? And so those, the, the, those people are now like more embedded and more engaged in their community uh, around that particular issue all over the place. And, uh, 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 and it was incredibly effective. They then went, and I, I don't have a slide for this, but they then went, and for that march, they had a march on Washington, um, and they used that mobile list to organize the entire 100,000-person march on Washington, including organizing ride-sharing. So, like, you know, texting your zip code to find out who's, who's driving. And that's, like, when, when community organizers get their hands on technology and use it right, rather than, you know, like, just creating Facebook fan pages around something, you can get really, really incredible results. This is, this is kind of what CRM plus mobile looks like for directed calling. You get a text message like that, where you can reply with the word call or push the button on that number. We always use iPhones to demonstrate stuff because it's really easy to take a picture of an iPhone screen. But I guarantee you, very few of the people engaged in this program are using iPhones or smartphones. Um, and then these are, you know, directed calls based on what, whatever geographic information we have about them. The record is kept. They get a follow-up thank you message, all that kind of stuff. They, they learn the results of, uh, of, uh, of what happened, and they, you know, they remain quite engaged because the community organizers are doing it in a way that, 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 that really makes sense. And, the, you know, this kind of thing is really easy to set up. Like, the technology isn't the issue. It's the execution of, of, of the programs. And all from them sort of figuring out that, well, it's a lot easier to get people to text in than for our people at, you know, where they started was people were at subway stops and stuff like that. We're just writing down people's emails and mobile phone numbers and things like that. And that this, you know, their, their entry point into this was, well, this makes it a little easier. This takes a little bit of burden off of us to do that. And then began to realize what happens when they start looking at the data in a very sophisticated way. This, this may be totally obvious, but how do you, so... How do you set up the system? Is there uh, a web, like, because, uh, okay, that's... It's a web-based software platform. It's like opening a Salesforce account. So, well, in a way, you just sell passwords, you know, to your account, and you log in, and then you just can drive all aspects of the system. I'll show you a little bit of the interface. And the agreement with the cell phone company is... We have, we're, so, we're the interface. You never have to talk to them, which, believe me, is a good thing. Mm -hmm. If for some reason you're very, very poor and can't afford a cell phone contract month by month, though, there are also open source ways to do some of this. The, this is a lot of very... This I is mean, a lot more personality and assistance. There are free ways to do this in a very limited way. There's a company called Textmark um, that, that, are, that will allow you to set up mobile programs. You, when you get into the sort of need to move data in and out, the need to be secure, all that, some, a lot of organizations don't have at the beginning. You can do this for free, and then and then you can sort of uh, uh, build up into doing it. Um, you know, just by way of example, Shed Aquarium, uh, in this case, got 
you know, a third of the ads had a type, this supports what I was saying before, they were running ads. The purpose of this ad was to collect, was to do a contest registration with um, getting someone's email and then, uh, uh, and then, you know, engaging them in, 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 in the aquarium and then having them win a contest. And this was done by TV ads. And I am told the Shed Aquarium is one of the biggest tourist attractions in Chicago. Is anyone from Chicago? No. From the Midwest, it's a big deal. Okay, and the um, and they, they got you know just in, although only only uh, a third of the ads had, had the SMS call to action in the in the uh, it, it got it got three hundred twenty or as you consider more less dramatically saying three point two five times more entries than any other call to action, and it's just like this this kind of thing gets repeated over and over again. So if you're creating media. And you want people to engage with it. I wouldn't say replace every other form of call to action, but you should at least have the most popular form of communication available to people to uh, to participate with. Um, you know, we did this was one of those mobile donation programs, and we worked with uh, public lots of almost all public radio engagement over mobile. We worked with them on, um, but he he put a call to action to donate five dollars using your mobile phone in his podcast only, not in any other uh, uh, media. He's a very popular podcast, but 20, 25,000 people, it says responded, they donated in the first 30 days, which met their uh, year-long goals in 30 days. Of course, their goals increased after that, but the, um, uh, uh, and that represents, I think, six or 7% of the audience. I, I can't, I, I think they have about 500,000 listeners. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure the total number, but it was, uh, you know, it was just like a phenomenal response rate. So if you have, you know, when you have media, it's a, particularly media that's on the go, it's, it's extraordinarily effective. Excuse me, can I just ask a quick question on yeah. the previous slide? If you had a, a pie chart next to it with, in terms of costs, <coughs> costs between those? Uh, costs were incremental. I mean, I, 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 it's for each entry, it's probably, it's probably cheaper than a phone call and slightly more expensive than a web visit. But it's pennies. Um, I, I, I have a cost breakdown. Cost break, but when you measure against the cost of advertising, it of course becomes much cheaper to use text. If you're, if you're, the point of your advertising is to get someone to take an action. But the cost of transactions are all pretty close. Um, with voice being the most expensive and web probably being the cheapest. Yeah. But uh, from what you've been saying, it seems to me that you still need to use some medium first to reach the user and then pull them in or keep yeah. them sticking to you. The, the, no one ever, very rarely does someone learn about something, something on their mobile phone. Well, it would feel invasive. I'm sorry, yeah. but part of the way well, our culture is still, you get a, a message from someone you haven't given your number in the first place. Then. The only way that you get, you get that message unsolicited is from a friend. When someone's forwarding exactly. to you, when you set that up, and that happens more and more, but it's a no spam media, which is you've likely gotten no or very little spam, and if you've gotten something you thought was spam, it was really a message from your carrier who've exempted themselves from the. So you should complain immediately and loudly when they do because it's annoying. Because every time I say it's a no spam media, everyone says, "Well, I got this message from AT&T today." That's cool. But the um, but you know, and I just wanted to go back to this, which is. I mean, this, these are just kinds of the, the kinds of, uh, of organizations that are using it now all over the place and are, are having very good luck with it, ranging from fundraising to, to GOTV. Um, and I'll show you some examples of these. Uh, uh, drug adherence, particularly for, for very at-risk populations. It's, you know, if you can move the meter six, seven, eight percent on that, it's a profound governmental ROI on that. And, it, you know, it, 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 it has a profound effect in people's lives too. So the uh, so that's that's the example I gave before. I think, so th this is an interesting case. Um, about a few months ago, I think, uh, uh, Teach for America came to us and said, "There's an action in Congress where it's some big giant bill, but if that bill passes and it looks like it's going to pass, we lose a hundred million dollars." Apparently, Teach for America gets a lot of money from from the government. Um, and we need to get, but we have a huge network. We can reach people. That's a web form where people can sign up for this. We want to start making targeted calls to Congress tonight. 
and uh, and um, we want to get all our people to get everyone in. We have like you know 80 Congress people targeted, and just using these kinds of tools because they had the reach, they had the ability to bring people in. They could then activate those people very very quickly, and they're pretty politically sophisticated organization. Very simply, um, they were able to create a real understanding of how many calls it would take to get a particular congressperson to change their mind on that issue, remembering that it wasn't voting yes or no on a bill, it was about actually changing the contents of it, you know, the bill would still pass. Um, and I, in a week, they, they fixed the problem. Uh, this was the tool they used, but, you know, their, their political knowledge of who to call, when to call, how many, you know, how to target it, and their ability to reach people is what, is what made it successful, but it wouldn't have been a really, a, a, an as efficient a way to leverage all of that organizing they'd done in advance, and all the knowledge they had in advance, and, and, and engage that in action. ARP did the same thing around healthcare legislation quite effectively as well. Um, so I, I just bring this up, it, it, just, it integrates very, very well with the social networks. Um, and I, I put that slide, the Humane Society slide in, because if you get someone to, this is, a, we do a lot of different kinds of mobile Facebook apps. This is one where if you enter your mobile number, you can donate, you know, you get something show up on your phone bill to donate money. But the, uh, which is less interesting than it sounds. But what was interesting is that they're able to, if you have the installed Humane Society app, and then, you know, it's about uh, the, the Canada seal slaughter, and then Haiti happens, you can change that app without, and it changes it in every, and you, you, all you can push it out, and it's a, I, I didn't know that before, but it was pretty good. But it, all this stuff, you know, like integrating mobile, so getting, using the web to get people's mobile phone numbers and to engage people is um, extremely effective. And, you know, it's just sort of auto-built and it doesn't require any additional work. Um, it's a great way to, um, Engage crowds, you know that, and and it, 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 one of the things that Obama used mobile for very well was converting crowds into people who were in their network, and it, 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 there's really not a nothing close to what would work like that. Um, it's also a great way to capitalize on existing <coughs> on media that just becomes available at the last minute. And I took this with my camera phone. Um, and I had no idea they've been a client for one of my first clients, and they, they, you know, but using us for all different kinds of things. They didn't tell us they were doing this. So someone just said, "Hey, we have this available media," and uh, and and they were able to uh, 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 get it up there very very quickly. Um, but then, and this goes to your point about cost, which is you know the, the, it, it takes a little while for these studies to come out. These come out over the last three cycles. If someone has opted in to get a text message or gets a text message reminder from a friend and I, uh, 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 you know, the, the, to vote, there's a between a 4 and 5% lift in actual voting. And texting matches phone calling. The what? Texting matches phone calling and turn out. Uh, yeah, live live person making a phone call, not a robocall. Yeah, 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 yeah. The uh, which, but it, 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 are the texts not, mostly coming from friends and acquaintances, or are they like the like well, phone calls usually sort of strangers working for campaigns? The text. Yeah. Well, you, but you've opted in to get it, so it's coming from an organization that you're friendly with. Okay. So it might come from NARAL, or it might come from, and the uh, so, or it can come, you know, sort of bring it. So it looks like it's coming from a friend. Like I could sign you and fifty friends up yeah. for. Credo Mobile or the Human Rights Campaign text messages. The, but the, uh, it's not, it doesn't get the greatest lift, but the cost per vote is unbelievable. We would never say, you know, door to door is of course always the best. It's extremely expensive. You would never say don't do door to door, but if you're getting mobile numbers anyway, I mean like the, uh, and, 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 and in, different, in different populations, the lift is closer to 5%. Um, and there are places you just can't. Right, they're, they're, they're uncanvassable places, although uh, I, my guess is that our testing is um, urban-centric, 
and I don't, I don't know. I, I, we, all, most of what I'm showing you is stuff that we've done, and but we don't. All the all the testing isn't done by us. It's done by outside groups. So I don't know the um, rural urban makeup of uh, the get out the bus stuff. But I'm guessing it, that for the, these tests, it was more heavily concentrated on urban. Sorry, how's that cost per vote calculated this in? Well, the cost or the, the the, the, so they, they, they can attribute what it costs to get that person to sign up for text messaging, messaging, and then just to put it in. So cost per contact is about thirteen cents. So that the, uh, so that I mean, so cost per vote is some. I, I, Suppose I didn't have to take a nap. So well, effectively, if you need a hundred contacts <laughs> yeah. to get four additional votes, right? That's what yeah. the four percent in the first is. Then you need. So is that thirteen? Um, it would be thirteen dollars to get four more votes, which is no. They apply. There's some. No, I mean the tech, text messaging. You know, for these organizations, about a penny and a quarter or something like that. But I think that's not the. Uh, they're also there's some aggregate platform costs. There's some aggregate marketing costs to get them to come in. So. You know, if you have 50 or 100,000 people in your text database, or you know, 500,000 people in your text database, they figured out from their cost thir uh, 13 cents uh, uh, a contact, create the contact. I don't. That's going to be a different number, but not wildly different, depending on list size and all, all, all different kinds of things. Um, uh, live phone calls cost more than a dollar. I mean, they just do. I, I, I don't know why that's in there. They, they usually cost like three bucks completed. But that that's. Um, I mean, it doesn't really matter. You would never not do any of these things. Um, so this is just a, an example of really what it is we're talking about. And the, the, um, the, the World Wildlife Fund is a good example because uh, they're in every media. Um, so they, you know, in really everything, whether it's live television, live events, which I don't have here, on the website, in email, anywhere, you have a call to action. And that's what the conversation looks like. Text to Earth, and then you get that back. Remember, like 85, 90% chance someone will send that in, then you get that back. In cases where there's something like, we might be able to send you something, like a Livestrong bracelet or a catalog from Martha Stewart or something like that, and we ask for a home address, 50, 60% of people will do that when it's a, an offer that's it's not like you know we're saying the diamonds, but the, uh, the, the if, if it's sort of segmented in a way that people are likely to be interested, and that's one thing to remember is that people send like an average of 200 text messages a day or something. They're very used to writing back long messages. You, you you'd be surprised at how long people will, will, will that responses don't have to be just one word or five words. Um, and then what got really interesting for them is. You know, they begin, the World Wildlife Fund, as does lots of different kinds of advocacy organizations, have a very specific problem. Their problem is they want to save the earth, but some people only care about dolphins. So they have to know how to message people in a way that, uh, 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 you know, continues to get them engaged. So, and that's really what the CRM part of it is, you know, like really segmenting the list and making sure people are getting the right, uh, uh, the right messages. And then, you know, this, all this sort of yellow stuff is about getting it into the right, you know, using a CRM to, to get back to them right. And uh, 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 day parting, by the way, means uh, to be sensitive to time zones. Is there any way of geolocating using the towers as opposed to actual? So there's a few things about geolocating. One is we get back, which is about 80% accurate, not to geolocation, but sort of rough location, the rough lat long of where the phone was activated. So that we just get that back from the carrier immediately. That's pretty good. We, we, we can geolocate. First use activation? Yes, first, first use, you can move, if they move the billing address, I think it moves with it. Um, that just is data that comes back from the carrier when we send that person a text message. We don't ask for it, they don't. A lot of people don't know that it's there so that it doesn't get processed into the profiles. Yeah, I'm sorry, I hadn't known that and I'm not very happy to hear the, the, um, well, it's not exact, but I'll tell you what. Well, no, that's fine. But it's more. Things that my mobile carrier is happy to tell the world about me don't always. The, uh, how, well, how exact is it? Um, 
Well, it's inexact for two reasons. One is how exact it is. Oh, I mean, it's, uh, it depends on the density of the community. So it's, it's roughly as accurate as zip code, a little less accurate than okay. zip code. Um, people are very eager to surrender their zip code. We ask everyone. For, I mean, it, we, the, the, the people text back their zip code. That's pretty good. That gets you to about 90% of congressional accuracy. Um, the the uh, geolocation is an opt-in. All that stuff is available, whether it's the towers or GPS or whatever it is. I think it's called SS7 or something. The, the, uh, but the, um, you have to ask people for it, and it has to be opened up to you. And generally, these organizations are just, they don't really need to, you know, like sneak up on people and say, hey, I know you're here. So the, uh, they, 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 they don't, it's not that helpful to them to have specific geolocative information at that moment. And people don't give it up that much um, in these kinds of circumstances. We've tried it, and then the, 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 there just weren't that many reasons to have it. You know, that, 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 that made it worth trying to engage people in getting their real-time location at any given moment. Um, if there was a reason to ask them, are you here, they tell us. Um, uh, you know, this is sort of what a profile um, might look like. This is one of those set up for you know, a drug compliance hotline. But you know, the, 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 it has all of my. The, this is this is the CRM within our system. You know, the, the, those are custom fields. Is one allergies, but you could have an unlimited amount of them. And then this is easily imported in X, and it just has the whole history of all the transactions. This is a picture of what it looks like on our platform, and uh, it would. Um, that's my office, not home address, by the way. Uh, it would give you. Um, you know, like the complete record of uh, of of, of your, the entire conversation with that person in all the different media. One of the things I'm not getting into enough here is it's that mix of mobile web, voice, and text that's incredible. So you know, one of the things we do is we've created a a system where the 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 it ties into the CMS and CRM. So every time we send out a link in a text message which is the number one way that people enter the mobile web. Um, it's not unique link to a piece of content, like a bit.ly link. It's a unique link to that phone. So that they can be served up the exact piece of content they want, whether it's a pre-populated form, a ticket, you know, whatever it is. And then we can know whether they opened it, which is very difficult to do on mobile. Whether, you know, you can, you, what's, what's routinely easy on a, uh, on a, on a, on a regular computer very, very hard to do with mobile is know whether someone's visited a website and what they've done on it. Um, and, you know, and the other thing about mobile is it's very important that the websites have highly targeted information. People don't really, even on an iPhone, surf the web and, and remotely the same way. You've got to bring up the right page. Taking someone to the front page of a, of a website is, is, is useless or close to useless. Um, you know, but everything gets reported. And that, one of the kind of interesting things about mobile is the the tool of activation is also the tool of measurement. You know, like you, you can follow up with, you can follow up and evaluate whether something was effective in healthcare or something. It's the same, you know, using the same vehicle that you use to actually create that kind of activation. The, and one of the things that very early we did this thing, this is the kind of information you get that would be hard to get any other way. Um, we did this thing called fish phone, where you text the name of a fish and it would basically text you back saying, are you crazy? Don't eat that kind of fish. And uh, and but it, you know one of the reports was, um, you know how many people texted in. I can read that. Whatever it says. But then it would tell us what people texted in that weren't wasn't in the database in real time. It'd be like very hard to know through you know through their old way of doing it, which was you know obviously you could do it through that, that same kind of thing through web searches. But because it's so specific to mobile, to need that information when you only have your phone, that you, it, it kind of transformed the organization in the way they compiled data. Is that still active? Yes, if you text fish, space, type of fish, and I think it has to be, uh, if it doesn't work, just lie. And it, 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 it Amazing. <laughs> I have one friend who would actually probably go a little crazy. I think more than 5,000 people use it a day. And it's the it's called the Blue Ocean Institute. It's transformed them because then they use it as a fundraising tool. 
they have a brochure that you can also print off. Well, the wallet card, right? They yeah. had the wallet card, but they were like, got no data from it. Yeah. And the, uh, it's a great, it's a tiny organization, like yeah. six people in Long Island. Um, uh, this is people who really care about that one tend to be ridiculously passionate. The um, but this is what it looks like to set up a conversation on the website. You know, it's just very easy user interface. Um, you know, that's the word you text in. That's who you get back. That's who you text in. That's who you get back. Um, that's what an inbox looks like. Um, I took this is interesting because. The, the, private, the public sector, the private sector is it's one of the cases where the pub, private sector is learning from the public sector. Based on some of the stuff we did in healthcare, they, at Martha they came up with this idea. Same kind of thing. You know, she has all this media, TV, and she needs people at TV, magazine, radio, podcast, everything, and web. And she wants to engage people further and further and further. So every... So if, you, if you're interested in Martha Stewart dinner tonight, whatever recipe she's offering up that day, and who isn't, and I recommend you do it, text Martha to 6784, or text dinner to 6784 Every day at 4 o'clock, you'll get a text message. You, you, if, you, if you respond like yes or cook or whatever, it will email you the, the, the recipe and text you the shopping list and then text you a coupon for an item on the shopping list. Every day, so there's like 10,000 people who do this, that's relatively new. Every day, 20% of the people respond yes. And, and every day it's a different 20%. But, the, uh, the, but what, 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 what's interesting about this is the full, like they're engaging people with email, they're engaging, you know, like they're, they're using all the different media to connect people um, uh, uh, to, to get like the best result and best experience for people. How does that short code get generated? Um, oh, it's awful. It's, it's expensive and terrible and political activism around it. Short codes, <laughs> the, the short codes are run by US short code. I mean, there's a lot of, I'm going to talk about this, there's a lot of policy issues that are very screwed up about mobile. There's a lot of stuff going on at the FCC that they should move on. We've had lawsuits and fights. We've been shut down um, over something, over a program with NARAL, over a program with Catholic Relief Services. We sued and won um, temporary restraining orders, and we, we've really moved the ball, and as have other organizations like Free Press and uh, 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 the EFF, and, but the, there is no net neutrality in the mobile universe. This is a huge problem. The thing that's about to become the biggest internet in the world is going to be basically completely self-regulated by corporations, unless you know we do something about it. Um, short codes are expensive. They cost between five hundred they cost five hundred or a thousand dollars a month. And then add to that another five hundred dollars a month. Most people use shared short codes. So we, we for example we pre buy we buy eight short codes and people use shared short codes because it's unaffordable. For branding purposes, larger organizations or corporations get their own. Those are called vanity shortcuts, and they cost $1,000 a month, several thousand dollars to aggregate. All of this is third party, ridiculous, because really all you have to do is flip the switch. And, um, and, uh, uh, and, and it takes months to do, and it's, it's ridiculous. It, it doesn't make any sense. So right, right now I'm going to go through some healthcare examples here, and they're very applicable in other places as well. Um, this, the results on healthcare are phenomenal. Um, we've been working with departments of public health in areas of uh, postnatal care com com uh, adherence, uh, drug high-risk drug compliance, um, smoking cessation, um, and uh, lots of other stuff as well. Um, uh, diabetes control, things like that. Every single case gets a, yields a positive, high ROI, very very good result. Uh, you know, it, it, to the point even. I think I showed you a little thing about Genentech with the profile, where even like these incredibly difficult to comply with drugs, like you know, um, it, 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 it increases the adherence rate. I'm told I have to say adherence, not point. Um, I mean, the, here the results speak for themselves, so they find them very confusing. Suffice it to say that getting like a series of text messages over a 90-day period that you've opted into, in addition to getting a patch, the, the two groups, one got a patch. 
one got a patch and the text messages. Um, you know, incredibly good results um, on, on that. The, you know, this is, the, these are now, I think we're the back end for probably 60 or 70 programs like this around the country by various departments of public health. This one is amazing. So the, the California Department of Public Health had this problem. Their problem was, how do we reach underserved populations and get them H1N1 vaccinations and reach them and get them to the right place? So th this goes to your point. Everything is responsive to another media. You know, like, so here, that's a bus. It's hard to tell, but that's a, a, that's a sign on the side of a bus. But they, put, they bought media on radio. They bought media on outdoor. And they got a very good response. And I, I think it would still work now. If you text the word no flu space in your zip code to 30644, you would find the nearest place to get an H1N1 vaccination that's in California. So the uh, uh, so it would be like 3,000 miles away, but it would automatically figure out which one is nearest. But the Department of Public Health was, so you text that in and you get back and then you're connected to that public health facility where you can get the free H1N1 vaccination. So when I was saying before, your method of evaluation is the same method as communication. So then they went a week later and started, first of all, they, they used this as a way to say, do you have any other public health needs? Because getting people involved in public health saves money for, for, for governments. People forget that. Um, and so they really want to get people in, and they, that, that worked as well. But when they followed up with those people like a week later, 50% um, of the people who they followed up with responded. I'm told that is through the roof. That, that is... 50% of the people with whom they, they, they subsequently polled responded. So, that, uh, so they, they polled 100% of the people who participated in the program, several thousand. 50% of them said, answered the question, which I'm told is just like a, an unbelievable response rate. I, I don't really have background in that. 33% of them, of the people who responded, received a flu shot at the, at the recommended location. And that was not just self-reported, because then they were able to go measure that back with, with, with where they were sent. Then the other stuff is self-reported. 40% of those who you know, said they got it later, 17% elsewhere. Um, great, another very, very great use case. Planned Parenthood is doing the exact same thing nationally. Any place that has nurses, healthcare professionals answering phones, answering questions, done is integrated into that software so that people can communicate by uh, uh, text. Every, you, you get dramatically higher engagements, more people do it. The, you, you can also switch back and forth, like, I really need to talk to you, like, I, this is, I just can't deal with this by text, switching back and forth from voice. But you, you get an initial an initiation that is much, much higher than by a phone call. It is something about I don't think it's because it's so much easier to send a text message like with advertising. It is something about the intimacy, but privacy. I, there's, I, I don't know how to describe it, and I don't know what I don't know that anyone's done studies on this, but it is incredibly useful for getting people to engage in one-to-one -one conversations about subjects that are very difficult. And uh, Planned Parenthood is is having great success with that, uh, and I think for most most of the departments of public health and services that we're doing will be having stuff like that. Before I go on, other, because I know the, the like policy and engagement, for other, other, other parts of government that are using it are departments of education to communicate with parents, between parents and teachers, uh, uh, for parents who are very hard to reach in other circumstances. Um, I know that some of the tests were having good, uh, very good results. Um, and, uh, 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 other other areas are um, smart grid technologies. Like now's a good time to do your, di you know, the, the, you'll save six dollars by by uh, doing your dishes now or, 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 or stuff like that, um, where people are using the, these kinds of platforms. Do you know right. if there are any nonpartisan, say, like county clerks or state level organizations doing this for voting drives? Yeah, I mean, we, I, Palo Alto is. Okay. We, we've, we've done a lot of all the data. Um, they have. They're supposed to be reporting back to me with some results in December, um, and it may be bigger. It may be bigger. I don't know the geography, the political geography there, but I know they are. I'm sure other others are doing that as well. But I, I know, I know Palo Alto is. Um, the the 
again, this is this is a this is an example from a place called Howard Roundhouse in Chicago, which you know deals with really at risk, hard to reach AIDS patients who have extremely high. It's a very unrepresentative photograph of an extremely high, um, uh, 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 extremely complex medication requirements. Um, and I think there's been a 15 to 20% increase in adherence, uh, just using it for that. Um, that's, the, that's the entire presentation. But one of the things that's sort of interesting about this is all of these organizations and businesses really have, whether it's you know, American Express and Capital One where people are texting and voting for their favorite mascot. I assume Harvard does not have a team in contention for the national but the uh, or Oprah or you know or uh, uh, or you know New York City Department of Public Health really use the same kind of tools to communicate. I mean they have the, they, the obviously their objectives are very very different, but the uh, it's, it's really the 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 the, the same the, the same type of tools and the same interaction. So that's so that's 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 the uh, that's the. I'm done with the presentation part of the uh, So we'll just have uh, maybe 10 minutes of questions if there's enough questions. Yes, thank you. Um, so does, um, does Mobile Commons, is it is it a homegrown platform or are you riding on top of so another story? homegrown platform. So then if, if somebody else had their own uh, CRM or other kind of back-end system, how do you... We have open APIs and everything. I mean, so we work with almost every major... CRM, whether it's Salesforce, Convia, Salsa, um, Axiom. What about the more government quirky ones like Civi and or Sugar? Sugar, we I know we work with Sugar, okay. and I'm sure we're integrating with the with the other one because it just sounds familiar. Okay. And what, what, what we're doing one with FEMA, so whatever they would be. Okay. The, uh, do you do the integration? You we can, or they can do it because we will give you the APIs or the web services, or but at the dumbest level, everything can be exported by CSV file and imported by CSV file. So. Most people start using it before the integrations are done. Um, and the same with all the web forms and stuff like that. It's a very high secure, very, very secure platform um, and HIPAA compliant. That's pretty impressive, actually. I, I don't know what the hell I signed with that one. But the, uh, I'm told we are. Um, it, but it, remember, it's opt-in, so it's very different. It's a slightly different right. standard of the HIPAA compliance. So the, uh, the, it's, it's not quite as burdensome. But you know, also we're very interested in testing stuff, and particularly with academic institutions. So we'd be happy to let you use the platform for any kind of experiments or whatever you want to do. It's very easy to use, um, and uh, and all I'm say is that we get to we get to publish, we get the benefit. Of, you have to show us the research. You, you don't have to sign contracts. So like, you don't want to Are you wanting it. to test like different different outreach mechanisms? You're wanting everything. To any any single thing you can think of to test, we want to test. There's not enough research in this, and there's not there's a lot of hucksterism in this, so people are not giving honest answers about what to expect or what not to expect. You definitely want to know what doesn't work. Uh, are you the contact for that? Yeah. Do we send you, do we just go online and start, and then you give us No, a no, no, you, 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 we got to take you through training in a, okay. uh, but it's, it's easy. I mean, they, they get a couple hours and give you a, an account. Brought your cards today, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, 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 but this is, you know, this yeah. is, it, it's, it, for us to have people yeah. generating results is, you know, it would be expensive for us to do it um, otherwise, so. So I, I only have, there's 10 people, one card, I only have five, so you guys can do a stand I bet a number of people here have also done that. If you promised to email them back in exchange for them giving you cards. So the, uh, no, no, I, I do, I, I work as a, uh, as a marketer, I'm sure I have enough cards. But the, uh, and yeah, I mean, that would be, if you can, we're always looking for new use cases, always looking for new integrations. The thing that I don't think was sort of represented well enough is how, Interesting, the mobile web part of it is. I just didn't to demonstrate uh, uh, too much about that, but it is when you're sending text messages that open up pre-populated. I mean, it really changes how people use things. But frankly, we don't know enough about how people use things. So, it, it, if you're, you're testing stuff out, we always like stuff that deal with underserved populations better because it's it, 
no one does any testing in that area. I mean, there's just no, because most testing is done by marketers. Do you have a particular time frame in mind for this? Um, immediately to forever. Okay. So until I sell it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the uh, you can be up and running on the platform, and you can find the APIs online. I mean, you can be up and running on the platform in an hour. So that's a, it's not the, uh, I mean, for example, what you were talking about, if you were an interesting test. We, I put some volume restrictions on it so that you don't actually figure out how to put me out of business. Um, and uh, we also integrate with the van and, you know, most of the letter files. So, yeah. Did you know what the van is? Yeah, I've worked Democratic okay. campaigns before. Most people don't know what that is, but that's right. But yeah, so, you know, tying in with voter profiles and um, other kinds of profiles as well. I was going to say, not everyone in the room works in U.S. politics. The van is the proprietary Democratic Party voter file. They get information from the secretaries of state and the county clerks and then add their own data on top of that. Basically, it's public information, what party you're a member of and whether you voted. Effectively. They, they gather a little more over each cycle and, and have added to it quite a bit. But yeah, the Republicans have something similar but, under How do you feel about that? I mean, like, that they, it, whether you voted, and what party you're a member of is public information. I'm allowed to just go dig that up. You don't have to. Well, I'm from Missouri, so actually my party affiliation isn't public information because they won't allow me to declare one. But right. Well, we're, do, we're doing, uh, we're doing the Jerry, what's his name? Who's, someone named Jerry running for Congress in Missouri. Congress, which is Jerry. We're doing a bunch of, a lot of our healthcare clients are in Missouri. Centene. Yeah. Um, no, it's a, it's a I will tell you, in Missouri, it's a... Oh, yeah, but there are nine congressional districts, and it's not any of the ones that you can give me candidates for, so politics. Are there other questions? I feel like I've taken over the discussion. Yeah, I don't want to bore everyone. Another, again, other, Please, other people in. have them. Um, is anybody either using mobile commons or another platform like yours um, as, a, as a true revenue model? as their dominant revenue? Well, I mean, on the nonprofit side, Do Something uses us as their primary way of communicating with people. Um, in, in business is using us as a primary revenue model. There is a company, it's, it's not a great example, because it's a, but there's a company that does couponing, mobile couponing, that uses us as their mobile platform. That, but most of our clients do something other than mobile. You know, so they're, in, when they're but the, that would be an example of, their business is absolutely dependent on us working with us. They don't have a business. Do something absolutely dependent or they don't have a business. Because they don't really communicate with people in too much in the other ways. Um, uh, well, okay, so he creates huge lists of people who've opted in to receive coupons. He then goes to local businesses in various areas and says, Oh, so he's getting from the businesses, not yeah, the yeah. That's how you're, that's yeah. Yeah, uh, but it, it, in mobile donations, which I won't go into, and it's, it can be very sort of tedious, is a kind of uh, uh, cumbersome way of collecting ten dollars from people and having it show up on a mobile phone bill. Um, it's generally not good for nonprofits because nonprofits typically get sixty to hundred dollars from people, and it, it makes it difficult to have ongoing communication with them. But they're time, it's about to get better. They're, they're changing the rules in a way that's better, and it's still not, you know, fantastic. Yes, yeah, so they're changing the rules. Sorry. How are they changing the rules? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to find the most encapsulated way to say, <laughs> which is they're going to allow large organizations for whom it's usually most appropriate to aggregate their own short code, which has the expenses. I thought that they can do standard rate communication and mobile donations on the same short code. Oh. So. So, but we've always, the testing we've done has shown that Ira Glass does a lot better at getting someone's email and then so hitting them up, even though maybe they'll lose 50% of the donors, they'll get, you know, uh, 10 times more dollars over time uh, uh, with mobile donations rather than, with, with uh, in terms of fundraising. That's pretty consistent across the board. Could you talk a little bit about mobile payment transfers using SMS, for example, for remittances, or how does that work, and how does it, how does your company? We don't. We we latch onto other systems. We don't have a proprietary mobile payment system. None of them have taken off. 
um, except outside of the United States. So, uh, uh, and, and what's a very effective tool. But really, what it, what it really is, is a way of triggering a bank transfer somewhere else, right? I mean, it's like, a, it's a pre-registered thing. There's, a, there's lots of ways that people think about it, but you need a, it, it, it's, it, you need either a, you know, you need to, there's something called the OboPay or something like that, where really what you do is you have a bank account, and then people are allowed to sort of, you're, you're triggering a, 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 a dispersal from that bank account or something into that bank account. There's no mobile-to-mobile -mobile way to do it. PayPal, for example, you know, both people need to be subscribers to PayPal, and you can use the SMS to trigger it. It doesn't seem like all that interesting yet. The people haven't really nailed it. Where, where it's really significant is in you know, rural areas in the third world where people have, are nowhere near a bank, they're nowhere near a computer, so really their, their, their representation of their banking is their SMS screen. But it re really, they have a bank account somewhere else. And this, I guess, a follow-up to that question. In terms of um, the carrier group that will, we'll, I guess, as we move Verizon, ATT, we're going to move into um, credit services, um, where the payment shows up in a, in a post-paid plan yeah. bill. What is the revenue model there? Or so For them? Yeah, for them. And, and then how, how dominated is that? I mean, are we completely at the mercy of a carrier? Well, I think they're just going to be competing with credit card companies. In that case, I mean, we are really at the mercy of the carriers right now, right? They, 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 there's, there's no rules saying they can't say, I don't like immigration reform. They can't, there's no more text messaging for immigration reform. They've done things like that before, and the outcry was so much that they backed off. But there's no, there's no rule um, that prevents them from doing that. We have to wrap it up at 7.15, but thank you all for coming. Thank you.